Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. Uh, this is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it is Sunday, the 26th of December, 2021. And we are rapidly approaching the end of 2021. And this podcast is the last podcast of 2021, because the next time we meet, it will be Sunday, the 2nd of January, 2022. So I hope you all had a lovely Christmas holiday. And if you are celebrating Kwanzaa, that starts today. So uh, I wish you a happy Kwanzaa. And we have another rockin' week. Um, Where do we even begin? Okay, let's start with Tuesday because one of the biggest aspects is going to happen on Tuesday. Um, And that is that Jupiter is leaving Aquarius and entering Pisces. Uh Aha, so it has been in Aquarius most of this year. It went into Pisces for a brief stint for a few months earlier in the year. But, you know, as my teacher used to say, when it does that, when the planet goes into a sign briefly and then returned to the sign it it started its transit in, it thinks it's in the sign, the new sign. It's not really in the new sign, but it thinks it is, but it it really isn't because it's still not finished its job in the one before. So essentially Jupiter thought it was in Pisces and it was really, really not a feeling. We're not feeling the full effect of Jupiter in Pisces until it enters for good, which is this Tuesday at 11.09 p.m. Eastern time. And so today is Sunday, tomorrow's Monday, and that's it. Tuesday during the day and that's it. It's This is it, like the last of Jupiter and Aquarius for 12 years. And Remember a year ago, remember the excitement and the discussion of Jupiter and Saturn meeting in Aquarius at zero degrees and how important that was and how profound that's been and the two of them dancing together in the heavens. And that happens once every 20 years. And the fact that Jupiter and Saturn met in Aquarius hasn't happened in like 200 years. So these are the last days of Jupiter and Aquarius and you know, I'm sorry to see it go because I'm an Aquarius, but um, it is really good in Pisces. Jupiter's great in Pisces because Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces and uh, it likes being in Pisces. And one of the reasons for that is Pisces has to do with faith and belief. And Jupiter is often all about faith and belief. And Jupiter rules other things like abundance and that's where the Sagittarian components come in and and but it's ph- philosophical and it's belief and it's faith and all that's that's very Piscean it's having faith when there's no reason to have faith it's having um a belief in something so strong that it's unshakable and Jupiterian people when you meet Jupiterian people they are you know everybody has their shares of fears and anxieties and and things but um Jupiter, when someone is very Jupiterian, they are often people who don't fall into their fears so easily. They are people who connect with the faith and they are serving the light in some way. And I have a friend here who is a son Jupiter in, um, in Virgo, and she is always talking about how she's serving the light and it is, it's the truth. Um, she she really is um, a very Jupiterian 
uh, person. And it's, you know, those people are very fortunate. Those people are very um, deeply connected to something bigger than themselves that it provides them that faith and that support system and that experience of, you know, unshakable uh, belief in something. Now, that's not to say that sometimes Jupiter overindulges and believes like in things that it shouldn't and, and stuff. But when a person is very grounded and has this, in, this sense of faith, and it's a very quiet, confident faith. It's not a boastful faith, which can be Sagittarian. Sagittarian can be a little boastful if it's used the wrong way. But Jupiter in Pisces is wonderful. And we're going to get a, a whole bunch of time with that. And it's going to start on Tuesday night in the Eastern time zone. And it's, it's a blessing. It's a beautiful um, awakening in some ways. And later next year, once we get to the end of April, we're going to have some really amazing aspects with Jupiter and Neptune and Venus too. So this is incredibly powerful and beautiful in a spiritual sense. And it's, you know, it should be a blessing in, in many ways to many people. So I think that what we're uh, looking towards is some hope, sense of hope. And, you know, there were, I think there were some moments of uh, hope in, in the Jupiter in Pisces little stint that Jupiter did during the year. But you know, if you have planets in Pisces, and if you have planets like that got touched by Jupiter, because it was only went to a few degrees into Pisces, um, then you probably felt something. But now it comes through more strongly. Um, now it will come in in a way that will bring you to a real faith or a real blossoming of something um, profound and lovely in your life. Um, and, you know, watch the, you know, overindulgence, be careful about that and just be aware of, you know, gratitude in, in many ways, because Jupiter and Pisces is, is a reason to be grateful. So we're looking forward to that. That starts on Tuesday. And then, you know, we're going to, we're going to get a whole bunch of Jupiter in, in Pisces for a while. It's going to step into Aries as well in the coming year, but we're not, we're not there yet, so let's just focus on Jupiter and Pisces. <laughs> okay, um, a couple of the other things. Um, uh, you know, yesterday was Christmas Day, and Venus and Pluto met again. And, you know, this is the second meeting of Venus and Pluto. And so we know the first one was two weeks ago, and then the second one was yesterday. And then there'll be a third one in early March, and that one will occur when Venus and Pluto are with Mars. So that's going to be a whole other thing. Now, if you had something occur yesterday or there were thoughtful things around what was going on these last couple of days, it may re relate back to two weeks ago. I know for me, I had some things happen that related back to two weeks ago. So there were some emotional things, but um, you remember last week I told the story of my friends who are leaving to move back to Barcelona. And, uh, so I found out about that just as Venus and Pluto met and my friend came to me and told me what was going on. Now Venus has gone retrograde since then. And what I found out yesterday, even though she's in Barcelona, her husband and daughter are here 
And we spent Christmas with them, and it was lovely, and it was amazing because he's an amazing cook, you know, um, in a Spanish style, and it, you know, and he made an amazing paella for us for Christmas with uh, seafood, and it was just, uh, it was amazing. So anyway, <laughs> back to astrology. Um, I, you know, I found out last night that they've got their ticket to go back to Spain. She's coming back with her mother. And I found out they've got their ticket back to Spain for January 29th. And what is January 29th? Well, it's the day that Jupiter, um, Venus goes direct. So I found all of this out when Venus, Pluto conjunct, and Venus, you know, we've been going through it while Venus went retrograde, you know, and her, her dad um, passed away. And now the next chapter, as Venus and Pluto met again, I found out that they're leaving. I found out exactly when they're leaving, and they bought their ticket for January 29th. And, of course, things shifted. You know, they were going to stay till February, but, you know, now she feels more urgent in getting back to Spain. And... So you can't make this up, right? So the timing, you know, she doesn't know astrology like I do. She didn't sit there with her ephemeris and say, okay, let's go back on the 29th of, of January. No, they uh, they just chose their day when they could get their flight, and that's it, you know, and you can't make it up. They just po picked the very day that Venus will go direct. And so there you go. There's, there's our Venus-Pluto process that we're experiencing. So... And then there are new horizons after that. Um, we have a Canadian, young Canadian family here, and they are going to be staying. So that's, that's new horizons. They're, they're, um, even, we even joked yesterday that they might buy my friend's car because <laughs> they're going to sell their car, but they're not going to take it to Spain. So um, we were talking about that. So it may be an overlap, you know, and, and when one door closes, another one opens, or, or you close a door, a window opens, or you know, in those, in those cliches, but, but what's happening is, um, we're ending one cycle and we're bringing, we're beginning something new. So it's not easy, but it is uh, profound when I think about the lining up of the planets and, and what they're doing. And so again, Venus and Pluto met and chapter two of, or chapter three of these adventures, has occurred and what has happened for you what's going on for you that's been going on these last couple of weeks what's what chapter occurred for you um related back to two weeks ago and and the story that's evolving over the last couple of weeks and maybe something about the venus retrograde that happened last week so okay now speaking of venus venus and pluto may be hanging out together for sure but now Mercury is starting to join them. And this is a very interesting dynamic because now it's not just Venus and Pluto and Capricorn. Now it's Venus, Pluto, and Mercury. So, you know, today's Sunday and Mercury is at 20 degrees Capricorn. Venus is 25 and Pluto is 25. And so that's still a conjunction. Sorry, like I always say, if you give birth to a child today, they have a Venus Pluto Mercury conjunction. And we're going to see the exact conjunction of Mercury and Capricorn and Venus and Capricorn on Wednesday, the 29th this week at 527 a.m. Eastern time. Now, that's a big deal because <laughs> there's this is another layer of this unfolding of Venus retrograde and Venus Pluto and and how you know, these stories are evolving and unfolding and how are they unfolding in your life? And now Mercury is joining the group 
And Mercury is there to communicate and Mercury is there to effectively communicate between Venus and Pluto and us and, and what we have to say about what's going on with Venus and Pluto, you know, do you have communication? Maybe you're going to hear from someone you haven't heard from in a long time. That's possible too, because you remember Venus is retrograde. And so, um, I did hear about some old friends. My cleaning lady ran into my former neighbor, who is how I connected with this cleaning lady. My neighbor moved and uh, three years ago, and the cleaning lady became, you know, she got a job for me. So we, I replaced, uh, you know, her her other client. And um, and she ran into her. So she came in the other day, oh, I ran into her. So it was, it, that was, there was a referral back, again, to old friends. Um, it can happen very clearly with, uh, Mercury and Venus. And then on Thursday, Mercury conjuncts Pluto. So Mercury is connecting Venus and Pluto. Once again, these planets are connected and the saga continues. Things are going to continue unfolding from this big story that we have from Venus and Pluto and, and the Venus retrograde. So what came up for you? What has been evolving in your life? What story has unfolded over these weeks? Venus and Pluto have been together a long time. You know, before the exact conjunction two weeks ago, remember what I was saying, they were very close together. And there is a component that will never be the same. And Mercury is coming in to remind us of that. So what's going to happen for us on the 29th or the 28th, actually, is my friend is coming back from Spain with her mother. And the 29th is her, her birthday. No, not her mother, her, her birthday. And I think we're going to celebrate her birthday. And, you know, and here we are. So she's, it's, you know, I'm watching this unfold. And, you know, there's a bigger story here. I have yet to figure out what it is other than the fact that none of us you know, want to see them leave and that it isn't going to be the same here without them and um, and that it's not going to be the same for them without us. And I guess in some ways they'll have each other, but we'll have each other and we just won't have them and us, you know. We'll, we all still have each other and maybe it's a little easier for us um, because we still all have each other here, the whole group of us. And you can see that group of us on my Instagram. I posted pictures of our Christmas um, these last couple days. So if you're interested, you can go look at my Instagram, the Golden Astrologer, and you'll see us. And, you know, my friends are, um, you know, an integral part of the community. So it's not like, oh, yeah, those people, they're leaving. So this is, this is, you know, this is deep for us. So here we are. Mercury is going to come back in and be a reminder and a trigger to the story that you're living with Venus and Pluto and Venus retrograde. What is this about? And as we go towards New Year's and New Year's Eve, you know, there are things that are going to unfold about these dynamics that are really important for us to pay attention to. Um, naturally, there's going to be a chapter of this that happens in March when Venus and Pluto conjunct for the last time. And by the way, if I haven't mentioned it, I'm going to mention it now. I think I have mentioned it, but um, it's a friendly reminder that Mercury will be going retrograde. So Mercury is going retrograde the 14th of January. And when that happens, um, it's going to be an Aquarius, but it's going to pass over these points again and go direct around near Pluto. So this is 
you know, this the story, just the saga continues. It just keeps going. Now, next Saturday, the 1st, um, Mercury will enter Aquarius. And it's actually, it's, it's the crossover between Saturday and Sunday, um, if you live on the East Coast. If you live on the Pacific Coast, uh, you know, it's 11, 10 p.m. on Saturday night, but it's really 2, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. So, so Mercury will be entering Aquarius, but it's not staying. It's not staying. It's going to go into Aquarius and then make a shift and go back into Capricorn again and greet Pluto. So this is, this is a saga, the continuing saga. And so this is the second planet though, to change signs this week. The first is Jupiter going into Pisces and the second is Mercury going into Aquarius. Now, Mercury is the planet of communication and articulation and thought and intellect and in Aquarius it likes to be an Aquarius it's because it can be analytical it can be uh, highly intellectual it can be really brilliant it could have genius ideas it can be um, a little stubborn about its ideas it could be very fixed in its ideas because Aquarius is a fixed sign and so when Mercury goes into Aquarius as it will on Saturday um it's going to feel like, you know, we get maybe a little more up in our brains a bit. And, you know, we have to be careful when Mercury goes into a sign like Aquarius, there's a tendency to overthink, but then there is the, or overanalyze, but there is this incredible um, nuance of, you know, genius, brilliance, and connection to the world and in, in the universe in a way that is unique and uh, can be innovative. So the time for innovative ideas is always there with Mercury going into Aquarius. And if you have Mercury in Aquarius, you will feel this more strongly and it will be what we call a recurrence for you. And Mercury really, I think, operates well there. And Mercury can be, um, very funny in Aquarius as well. You know, Aquarius can be a, a you know, a humorous sign. They're quick-witted, they're, you know, sharp thinking, um, but it also, you know, that could produce a Mercury, you know, very quick ideas and, and quick problem solving, you know. Um, but, you know, Mercury can be, uh, interestingly enough, a little anxious in Aquarius. And while I'm not saying people are going to get anxiety and, um, you know, be having to get on, you know, meds and stuff, it's not that at all. It just might be, huh, things, energy is a little higher than usual. And, you know, one of the things that you have to be careful with, with Mercury and Aquarius is that you get enough sleep <laughs> because Mercury will just be thinking, thinking, thinking and high, strong and energetic and, it's going to come to a point when it stations. So when it stations retrograde in January, it's going to be like within a day or so of Uranus stationing direct from retrograde. And Mercury will station retrograde and Uranus will station direct and they'll be squaring each other. So this is a lot of thought energy, a lot of thinking, a lot of intellect. And so... You know, we want to be careful, but we'll talk about that more closer to the dates. But talking about that, it really is something that can give us 
pause to, you know, think, 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 and overanalyze it, but it can be brilliant at the same time. So we want to use the energy wisely. So when Mercury goes into Aquarius next Saturday, you want to be, or Sunday, you want to be um, just aware of how you use your energy and your thinking process and and not, like, overdo it. Um, now, what else is coming up is next Sunday, there's going to be a new moon in Capricorn. And that'll be Sunday afternoon, um, or, you know, Eastern time, 1.30 in the afternoon, Eastern time. And it's the sun and the moon at 12 degrees Capricorn. So if you have something at 12 degrees Capricorn, that will get triggered by the new moon. And this is actually a very good new moon. It's clear of things like, eclipses (laughs) it's clear of things that are you know um frantic it's clear it's not happening with venus pluto because they're much later in the sign so this is this is a pretty clear new moon and new moons in capricorn are very industrious and practical and and uh, ambitious so the new moon and Capricorn will, you know, eventually the moon will get to those other planets in Capricorn and connect with them, but Mercury will be in Aquarius by that time. And, um, you know, a new moon in Capricorn is a good thing. It will make a very nice trine to Uranus, and it's a little bit past Uranus, but it's really still a trine, and so this is good. This is actually very good energy. It's very powerfully earthy. It's very grounded. We're in a good place to accept this energy. And it's like, it's energized, you know. Again, it is still Uranus. You can still feel a little bit overexcited, but I have a very good feeling about it. I feel that, you know, a new, a new good new moon, it's a great way to start the year. It's, you know, Saturday's the first, but Sunday's the second, and we're having this new moon. Boom. Great. Trining Uranus. Excellent. This is really something that will uh, give us, you know, lots of good positive energy and um that's something to look forward to so we got some big events this week you know jupiter changing signs mercury changing signs um this new moon in capricorn so and do your new moon ritual think of something you really want to manifest because it's very good that it's trining Uranus, something maybe that might be feeling a little far reaching, something that you want that you could actually physically hold in your hand, whether it's a person or a product, (laughs) because it's earth. Remember, it's earth. So all very good. Now, um, one of the other things that's happening this week is, you know, our friend Mars is in fire and Mars is in Sagittarius still. And Mars is in Sagittarius The south node is in Sagittarius, and that's, you know, we're getting ready to change nodes um, very soon, but not just yet. So Mars is in Sag, and one of the things that's going to happen this week is that Mars is going to come to 12 degrees of Sagittarius on December 30th. And what that means is that Mars is going to be at the point of the eclipse that happened on December 4th. Ha, so now this is Mars. So that eclipse is over and we've kicked out the eclipse energy with that last full moon. However, that new moon eclipse, which was very powerful, 
um, is going to get triggered. The energy gets triggered by Mars this week on Thursday. Now, what does this mean? Well, Mars likes to be in Sag, right? Mars likes fire. Mars is a fiery sign. It's a planet. It's an ambitious planet in an ambitious sign. So Mars will be like, yeah, like let's go on an adventure. So maybe an adventure is a good thing. But we have to think back to the eclipse and we have to think back to what happened on the day of the eclipse. Now, it was a Saturday and for, for us here, it was a Saturday. And what did you experience on that day? Because if something volatile happened, you might have a... a I don't want to say a repeat performance, but you want to keep your eye on the ball of anything that happened that day, right? So you want to be careful and you want to be very clear on um, what happened that day and what might get triggered. Because Mars can, Mars can be a trigger for sure. Mars passing over the eclipse point is can be very very interesting now the other thing is that the moon is going into Sagittarius and will be in Sagittarius on the south node and that was sort of a south node eclipse you know because the south node was in Sag that same day so the moon will be on the south node and Mars will be in Sag and you know the moon will pass over the south node on Wednesday, uh, on Thursday, and then on Friday, it'll pass over that eclipse point, okay? So it'll hit Mars, and that may be, we may feel that eclipse stuff more on Friday rather than Thursday, but it's anybody's guess. It could happen Thursday for you. It could happen Friday for you. So I want you to be aware of that. For me, if you'll recall, my kitty got into a big brawl and she was really traumatized from it. So I have to keep an eye on her and make sure that she doesn't get into any more brawls with different cats because that cat, we, we moved away and gave it a new home. Um, and, you know, and then we lost electricity for like six or seven hours. So <laughs> I'll make sure that um, I have candles in the house, which I do, and that um, the kitty is well-behaved and well-fed and she's like not meandering someplace else and that there are no stray cats coming in or raccoons. So, um, you know, I, that's what I have to do. But, you know, I felt kind of helpless that day um, because, you know, you can only, you can only interfere with the cat fight. You can't control cats. So I was, and then what can you do when your lights go out? That's it. You just, we had a party. <laughs> we sat here. It was very Sagittarian. You know, we all sat around. We had, uh, sushi. It was like, it was fine. But, you know, I was still very worried about the cat because she just went off to a part of the garden and just isolated herself because she was very traumatized. So, um, but then, you know, um, it may have been uh, a manifestation too, because that that day, I remember we were talking about this, and many astrologers were talking about the fact that that was a really powerful new moon um, eclipse to manifest. And if you did a manifestation, and if you set an intention, and aside from all that happened that day, I set an intention, and it got the ball rolling and it sort of rolled itself into Venus and Pluto and Venus retrograde for me. And so maybe you too will find that your intention that you set for that manifestation after the new moon eclipse, maybe um, it rolled into Venus, Pluto as well. So if something happened 
on December 4th or around that time during the eclipse, or you set intention and you're noticing that thing, the ball is rolling. So for example, for me, I set an intention and then the things in the way of the intention came forward during Venus Pluto. And that's what I mean. That's how the ball got rolling. And I knew when they were happening that they were um, unconscious drives that I needed to clear that were in the way of what I wanted in my manifestation. So that's what happens. You know, um, we set an intention and something, anything, if it's that powerful on an eclipse, on a new moon eclipse, and you set intention and it's strong, yes, there's a great possibility that the things that you want have obstacles, and that's why they haven't happened yet, and your obstacles come up in your face, and they may smack you across the face, okay, and they did to me, so <laughs> during Venus Pluto, so um, this is all part of the grand picture. Now, if Mars hits the eclipse point, we may see the next chapter in the intention that we set at the eclipse. Did you set an intention at the eclipse? Did you set an intention at that new moon? We've got Mars coming, and then we've got another new moon coming. So, and that's a different new moon. But stories are attached. Astrological stories are attached to one another. Just because Venus Pluto is happening in late Capricorn and the Mars is, was in Sagittarius and the eclipse was in Sagittarius, that doesn't mean they're not connected. It's one big ball of connection. It's energy. It's information. It's frequency. So all of these things are absolutely um, you know, connected to one another. We do set intentions and the universe listens. And when the universe listens, a lot of things that are in the way of setting in your intention um, come up. And we have to clear them if they're, if they're obstacles. So there you go. And so in addition to all that excitement, let's see, we have the moon going void in Libra um, for 11 p.m. on Tuesday the 28th. And then it goes into Scorpio at 4.16 p.m. So it's a five-minute void moon. So we don't have to worry about that too much. That's like a coffee break, right? And then it's in Scorpio Wednesday. And then it enters, um, it goes into its void phase again at 12.10 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday the 30th. And then at 6.08 p.m., six hours later, it will go into Sag and stay in Sag. And, um... And then it will stay in Sag and then go void in Sag on Saturday the 1st at 3.16 a.m. Eastern Time. And then we'll go into Capricorn at 6.02 p.m. So, you know, the New Year's Day is usually a lazy day for everybody. It's a Saturday. It's just a day we're all going to watch movies and things, right? And hang out and just celebrate a new year. And so... Um, and then, you know, once it goes into that Capricorn phase, it's gearing up for that, for that Sunday new moon. So not too much void this week, um, but, you know, enough to uh, get us ready for that new moon. So, and that's about it. That's, you know, we're going to have some very interesting aspects this week. Um, you know, make a wish for Jupiter entering Pisces. This is a beautiful aspect and a beautiful uh, time period where Jupiter will go into Pisces and be very spiritual. So connect with spirit, do a meditation, do a ritual for the new moon. Um, and, you know, stay clear of adversity during that 
Mars hitting the eclipse point Thursday, Friday. Just remember what that eclipse was about for you. Maybe, maybe you didn't feel bad at all. And, you know, but Mars, Mars will come back to visit that point and remind us of something. So, and I'm going to keep an eye on the cat. <laughs> okay. Um, happy, happy new year to each and every one of you. Much love and gratitude to all of you for listening and, you know, connecting and be uh, glad it's, you know, the end of this year. I think this has been a tough year. We've gone through another Saturn Uranus square that was happening on New Year's Eve. I mean, I'm sorry, Christmas Eve. That happened already on Christmas Eve. We had another Venus Pluto yesterday. So it's been, it's been a complicated year. So we're, we're ushering out the old, we're bringing in the new and welcome the new year and make a wish on that new year. And, um, and of course we're going to throw the archetype cards. We're all going to shuffle and do those archetype cards for the new year on new year's Eve. So I'll post them on my Instagram, the golden astrologer. So we'll see, cause after that 2019 into 2020 profound insight from the archetype cards, we're, we're not missing this again. <laughs> we're we're going to keep doing this every year. We did it last year. We did the year before and we're going to do it again this year. So tune into my Instagram, the golden astrologer. Um, I'm here every week on the podcast every Sunday and, um, you know, remember Venus Pluto wants us to open our hearts, be a little vulnerable and connect with love because that's the thing that Venus Pluto does. It really asks us to open our hearts. So keep your heart open as we approach this new year. And if you need to reach out and you'd like a session, you can go to my website and thegoldenastrologer.com and click on book online. And there's lots of different options for different services. And if you have any questions at all, you know, feel free to reach out to me, deb at debmcbride.com or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. Thank you for listening. A blessed new year to all of you.